For I've had enough of this world and its pleasures. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. I will arise and go forth to the house of my father. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. House of my young. Shalom, and welcome to today's teaching on the Hebraic roots of Christianity, where we study first century Christianity and the faith that Jesus, whose Hebrew name is Yeshua, which means salvation, taught his disciples. And now, Hebraic roots teacher Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries International. Shalom. I'm Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries, and we welcome you to today's teaching on the subject, The Tabernacle, A Blueprint of Heaven. This is part four of the series. So, in addition to realizing that Yeshua is the meaning and the purpose of life, He's the bread of life, and we seek to do His will, and we seek to follow His Torah or His Word through the help and inspiration of the Holy Spirit, fellowship or relationship with Him comes through a dedicated prayer life. And this is the meaning of the incense altar. The description of the incense altar is in Exodus chapter 30 verse 1 as it is written, And you shall make an altar to burn incense upon of shatim wood shall you make it. Spiritually, the incense that was burned on the altar of incense represents our prayers unto the God of Israel, and specifically a devoted and dedicated prayer life, which is also linked with intercessory prayer as well. In Psalm 141 verse 2, it is written, Let my prayer be set forth before you as incense, and the lifting up of my hands as the evening sacrifice. We can see how our prayers are likened unto incense to the God of Israel from Revelation chapter 8 verse 3 as it is written. And another angel came and stood at the altar having a golden censer and there was given unto him much incense that he should offer it with the prayers of all saints upon the golden altar which is before the throne. So this is describing the heavenly tabernacle and the golden censer of the heavenly tabernacle. Continuing in Revelation chapter 8 verse 4, it is written, And the smoke of the incense which came with the prayers of the saints ascended before God out of the angel's hand. So let's summarize this part of the teaching regarding the holy place. Number one, there are three pieces of furniture in the holy place. They are the table of shewbread, the candlestick, or in Hebrew the menorah, and the altar of incense. Number two, spiritually the table of shewbread is associated with recognizing that Yeshua is the bread of life and that we're to seek to do his will in our lives, and in doing so, know that we live by every word that comes out of the mouth of the God of Israel. In other words, life is about obeying the Torah or the word of God. Number three, there are seven lamps to the candlestick, or in Hebrew, the menorah, and they represent the seven attributes or manifestations of the working of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Number four, the seven attributes or manifestations of the working of the Holy Spirit are the Spirit of the Lord, the Spirit of wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might, and the Spirit of the fear of the Lord. These seven spirits are the spirit of following the Torah. Number five, 
The incense altar represents having communion with the God of Israel through dedicated and devoted prayer, which includes intercessory prayer. Number six, spiritually, the holy place represents growing in spiritual maturity and having a table fellowship or relationship with the God of Israel, where we realize that the purpose of life is living it for Yeshua. Number seven, by having a spiritual relationship with Yeshua at the holy place, we can spiritually progress to the fullness of spiritual maturity as expressed in the Holy of Holies. So the Holy of Holies is the highest level of spiritual holiness. So in the Holy of Holies is found the mercy seat which sat above the Ark of the Covenant. And inside the Ark of the Covenant was the Ten Commandments called the Testimony, the golden pot of manna, and Aaron's rod that budded. So now let's begin by looking in greater detail at the items of the Holy of Holies and their spiritual meaning. First, we're going to look at the mercy seat. In Exodus chapter 25, verse 17 and verse 19, it is written, And you shall make a mercy seat of pure gold, and make one cherub on the one end, and the other cherub on the other end. Even of the mercy seat shall you make the cherubims on the two ends thereof. So the mercy seat represents the throne of the God of Israel. So the reason and the purpose why the God of Israel instructed that the tabernacle be made is because he wanted to dwell with and rule and reign over his people. In Exodus chapter 25 verse 8 it is written, And let them make me a sanctuary that I might dwell among them. In Jeremiah chapter 17 verse 12 it is written, A glorious high throne from the beginning is the place of our sanctuary. Then in Revelation chapter 21 verse 3, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men and he will dwell with them. So God dwells on his throne in his tabernacle. The mercy seat is the place of the throne of the God of Israel. And his throne is where he rules and reigns. In Isaiah chapter 37 verse 16 it is written, O Lord of hosts, the God of Israel that dwells between the cherubims, you are the God, even you alone, of all the kingdoms of the earth, for you have made heaven and earth. So this is the declaration that Yeshua is king and he rules and reigns over the entire universe and that he is king over my life and rules and reigns in my life. This is what it means to make him Lord of your life, that he's king over every area of our lives. The throne of God, or the means by which he rules and reigns, is based upon or established upon the principles of justice, righteousness, mercy, and truth. So these things are the characteristics of his throne. And when we mature to the place where our lives are lived and governed by the principles of the justice, righteousness, mercy, and the truth of the God of Israel, he is being king over our lives and his kingdom is being lived out in and through our lives. In Psalm 89 verse 14 it is written, Justice and judgment are the habitation of your throne. Mercy and truth shall go before your face. We can see how the throne of God is established or the way he runs his kingdom. It is based upon justice, righteousness, mercy, and truth from Isaiah chapter 16 verse 5 as it is written. And in mercy shall your throne be established. And he will sit upon it, referring to the Messiah, in truth in the tabernacle of David judging and seeking judgment and hastening righteousness. 
We can further see how the throne of the God of Israel is upheld by mercy and truth from Proverbs chapter 20 verse 28 as it is written. Mercy and truth preserve the king and his throne is upheld by mercy. The throne of God is the place of atonement and reconciliation. In Leviticus chapter 16 verse 14 it is written, And he shall take of the blood of the bullock and sprinkle it with his finger upon the mercy seat eastward, and before the mercy seat shall be the sprinkle of the blood with his finger seven times. The throne of God is the place of his presence. In Leviticus chapter 16 verse 2 it is written, For I will appear in the cloud above the mercy seat. The throne of God is the place of fellowship with him, in the realm of fellowship associated with his glory. In Exodus chapter 25 verse 22 it is written, And there I will meet with you, and I will commune with you from above the mercy seat, from between the two cherubims, which are upon the ark of the testimony. So the presence of the God of Israel was manifested with his glory, which appeared above the mercy seat, and that is where... We are to commune with him. So the throne of God is the place of communing fellowship with him. In Numbers chapter 7 verse 89 it is written, And when Moses was gone into the tabernacle of the congregation to speak with him, then he heard the voice of one speaking unto him from off the mercy seat that was above the ark of the testimony from between the two cherubims, and he spoke unto him. So that describes the mercy seat. Now we're going to look at the ark of the covenant itself. In Exodus chapter 25 verses 10 and 11 it is written, And they shall make an ark of shittim wood, and ye shall overlay it with pure gold. The ark of the covenant is associated with seeking and doing the will of God in our lives. In Judges chapter 20 verse 27 it is written, And the children of Israel inquired of the Lord, or sought his will, for the ark of the covenant of God was there in those days. The Ark of the Covenant is associated with the glory of God. In 1 Samuel chapter 4, verse 21, it is written, And she named the child Ichabod, saying, The glory is departed from Israel, because the Ark of God was taken. So the glory of God is associated with the Ark of God, and when the Ark was taken, the glory departed. So the Ark of the Covenant is associated with walking in the glory of God through doing the will of God. So next, let's look at the contents of the Ark of the Covenant. In Hebrews chapter 9, verse 4 it is written, The Ark of the Covenant overlaid round about with gold, wherein was the golden pot that had manna, and Aaron's rod that budded, and the tables of the covenant. So the first thing that we're going to look at that was inside the Ark of the Covenant is the two tablets of testimony. This was the Ten Commandments. In Exodus chapter 25 verse 16 it is written, And you shall put into the Ark the testimony which I shall give you. The testimony is defined as the Ten Commandments in Exodus chapter 31 verse 18 as it is written. And he gave unto Moses when he had made an end of communing with him upon Mount Sinai two tablets of testimony, tables of stone written with the finger of God. King David loved the Torah of the God of Israel. In Psalm 119 verse 97 it is written, Oh how love I your Torah, it is my meditation all the day. The Torah is a tree of life. In Proverbs chapter 3 verse 1 it is written, My son, forget not my Torah, but let your heart keep my commandments. So the subject here is the Torah or the commandments 
of the God of Israel. And speaking of his Torah, it goes on to say in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 18, she is a tree of life. That's because the word Torah ends in A-H, which is a feminine ending in Hebrew grammar. So Torah in Hebrew grammar is a she. The Torah is a tree of life. And the overcomer in Yeshua is given the tree of life. In Revelation chapter 2 verse 7 it is written, And he that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him that overcomes, and roughly translated Israel means one who overcomes and will thus rule and reign with God. To him that overcomes will I give to eat of the tree of life which is in the midst of the paradise of God. So the two tablets in the Ark of the Covenant, which is the Ten Commandments, or the testimony of God, is a tree of life. And the tree of life in the heavenly tabernacle is in the new Jerusalem. So one who seeks to do the will of the God of Israel in his life and loves his Torah and follows his Torah will rule and reign with Yeshua and will live and dwell in the new Jerusalem. And who is this? It is the bride of Yeshua. The next item we're going to see in the Ark of the Covenant is the golden pot of manna. In Exodus chapter 16, verses 33 and 34, it is written, And Moses said unto Aaron, Take a pot and put an omer full of manna therein, and lay it upon before the Lord to be kept for your generations. As the Lord commanded Moses, so Aaron laid it up before the testimony to be kept. In Exodus chapter 16, verse 4 and verse 31, we can see that manna is called the bread from heaven. And this is the heavenly bread that the God of Israel fed the children of Israel in the wilderness when they cried out for food to eat. So the manna represents the supernatural provision of the God of Israel to his people. So in Exodus chapter 16 verse 4 it is written, Then said the Lord unto Moses, Behold, I will rain bread from heaven for you. Continuing in Exodus chapter 16 verse 31, And the house of Israel called the name thereof manna, which in Hebrew means what is it? And it was like coriander seed, white, and the taste of it was like wafers made with honey. Referring to the manna that the children of Israel ate in the wilderness, Yeshua said, He is that manna. He's the true bread that came down from heaven. In John chapter 6, verses 32 and 33, it is written, Then Yeshua said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Moses gave you not that bread from heaven, or the true and the real bread from heaven, but my Father gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he which comes down from heaven and gives life unto the world. Manna is associated with the supernatural provision of the God of Israel. We can see this from Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 3 as it is written. And he humbled you and he suffered you with hunger. And what did he do when his people hungered? He supernaturally fed them by giving them manna. The overcomer in Yeshua will be given hidden manna. In Revelation chapter 2 verse 17 it is written, And he that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him that overcomes will I give to eat of the hidden manna. Next we're going to look at the third item in the Ark of the Covenant, which is Aaron's rod that budded. And spiritually, Aaron's rod that budded represents obeying the divine decrees of the God of Israel. So let's see how this is so. Aaron and his sons were given the priesthood, that is the Levitical priesthood, by divine decree from the God of Israel. In Exodus chapter 29 verse 9 it is written, And you shall gird them with girdles, Aaron and his sons, and put the bonnets on them, and the priest's office shall be theirs for a perpetual statute or a decree from the God of Israel. And you shall consecrate Aaron and his sons. 
Korah-led a rebellion against this divine decree of the God of Israel. In Numbers chapter 16, verse 1 and verse 3, it is written, Now Korah, the son of Levi, took men, and they gathered themselves together against Moses and against Aaron, and said to them, Wherefore then lift you up yourselves above the congregation of the Lord? So the accusation that Korah and his men were making is that Moses and Aaron lifted themselves above the congregation of the Lord. So Moses confronts Korah regarding this accusation and reminds Korah and his men of God's divine decree. In Numbers chapter 16, verse 8 and verse 10, it is written, And Moses said unto Korah, Here I pray you, you sons of Levi. So the Levites were to minister in the tabernacle, but the priestly line was through Aaron and his sons. So in Numbers chapter 16, verse 10, it is written, And he has brought you near to him and all your brethren, the sons of Levi, with you. So in essence, what Moses says is, Is not that which the Lord has given the Levites? Isn't that good enough? But do you have to seek the priesthood or the position of Aaron and his sons also? So Moses continues to confront Korah on the issue. In Numbers chapter 16, verse 11, it is written, For which cause both you and all your company are gathered together against the Lord? In Numbers chapter 16, verse 28, it is written, And Moses said, Hereby you shall know that the Lord has sent me to do all these works. For I have not done them of my own mind. In other words, I was commissioned by the Lord to do this, said Moses. I did not do it on my own. So Korah and his men are judged for rebelling against the divine decree of the God of Israel regarding Aaron and his sons having the priesthood. In Numbers chapter 16, verses 29 and 30, it is written, If these men die the common death of all men, then the Lord has not sent me. But if the Lord make a new thing and the earth open her mouth and swallow them up, then ye shall understand that these men have provoked the Lord. So the earth opens and swallows up Korah and his men. We can see this from Numbers chapter 16, verses 31 and 32, as it is written. And it came to pass, as he had made an end of speaking all these words, and the earth opened her mouth and swallowed them up and their houses and all the men that appurned unto Korah and all their goods. So with this judgment upon Korah and his men for the rebellion against the divine decree of the God of Israel, the God of Israel asked Moses to do the following which we can see from Numbers chapter 17, verses 1 and 2, as it is written. And the Lord spoke unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, and take of every one of them a rod, according to the house of their fathers, of all their princes, according to the house of their fathers, twelve rods, write thou every man's name upon his rod. Continuing in Numbers chapter 17, verse 3 and verse 5, And you shall write Aaron's name upon the rod of Levi, for one rod shall be for the head of the house of their fathers. And it shall come to pass that the man's rod, whom I shall choose, shall blossom, and I will make to cease from me the murmurings of the children of Israel, whereby they murmur against you. Continuing in Numbers chapter 17, verses 7 and 8, it is written, And Moses laid up the rods before the Lord in the tabernacle of witness. And it came to pass that on the morrow Moses went into the tabernacle of witness. And behold, the rod of Aaron 
for the house of Levi was budded and brought forth buds and bloomed blossoms and yielded almonds. And as a result, Aaron's rod that budded is put inside the Ark of the Covenant. In Numbers chapter 17, verse 10, it is written, And the Lord said unto Moses, Bring Aaron's rod again before the testimony to be kept for a token or a sign against the rebels, and ye shall quite take away their murmurings from me that they die not. So Aaron's rod that budded spiritually represents acceptance of the divine decrees of the God of Israel. That you obey his divine decrees, whether you like it or not, whether you agree with it or not, because he is the king who sits upon the throne of his kingdom. So Aaron's rod that budded symbolizes divine authority in God's kingship. As a result, the spiritual level of the Holy of Holies seeks to do the will of the God of Israel and is given supernatural provision by the God of Israel, loves his Torah, obeys and follows his divine decrees, and submits to and accepts his divine authority and kingship in your life. As a result, the overcomer in Yeshua will rule and reign with him. In Revelation chapter 2, verse 26, it is written, And he that overcomes and keeps my works unto the end, to him will I give power over the nations. In Revelation chapter 3, verse 21, it is written, To him that overcomes will I grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I also overcame and am set down with my father in his throne. So in the kingdom of the God of Israel, those who have spiritually ascended to the Holy of Holies will rule and reign with Yeshua in his kingdom as a part of his government over those who have lower levels of holiness in his kingdom. And who ultimately, in what is the name of these people? It is Yeshua's bride who will rule and reign with him and live with Yeshua forever in the new Jerusalem. So let's summarize this part of the teaching. Number one, there are two pieces of furniture in the Holy of Holies. They are the mercy seat, which sat above the Ark of the Covenant, and then the Ark of the Covenant itself. Number two, spiritually the mercy seat represents the throne of God. Number three, the throne of God, or the way in which God rules in his kingdom, is by justice, righteousness, mercy, and truth. Number four, spiritually the mercy seat in the Ark of the Covenant is associated with abiding in the presence of the God of Israel and his glory. Number five, spiritually the mercy seat is associated with atonement and reconciliation. Number six, the mercy seat was upon the Ark of the Covenant. Inside the Ark of the Covenant were three items. The Ten Commandments, called the Testimony, the Golden Pot of Manna, and Aaron's Rod that Budded. Number seven. Spiritually, the Ark of the Covenant is associated with doing the will of the God of Israel in your life. And number eight. The Ten Commandments is called the Testimony, and the Torah is a Tree of Life. Number nine. Spiritually, the golden pot of manna represents the supernatural provision of the God of Israel in our lives. Number 10. Spiritually, Aaron's rod that budded represents obeying the divine decrees of the God of Israel. Number 11. Spiritually, the overcomer in Yeshua will be given the tree of life, the hidden manna, and will rule and reign with him. Number 12. Spiritually, the Holy of Holies represents the spiritual characteristics of the Bride of Yeshua who will rule and reign with him and live forever with him in the new Jerusalem. In other words, the Bride of Yeshua will seek to do his will, have communion with him, will be shown his supernatural provision, will follow his Torah, which includes his divine decrees, and will live their lives 
following the principles of justice, righteousness, mercy, and truth. And as a result, from rising to this level of spiritual maturity, Yeshua will marry his bride, live forever with her in the New Jerusalem. Well, that's going to conclude part four of the series on the subject, The Tabernacle, a Blueprint of Heaven. Shalom in Yeshua the Messiah. Amen. Thank you, Eddie. This is Stephen Morgan, and all of us here at Hebraic Heritage Ministries pray that you have enjoyed today's teaching. If you've been blessed, will you help us to share this message with others? Hebraic Heritage Ministries is supported by your generous financial gifts. In order to help you in your studies and to help us share this message with others, we are offering today the DVD, Yeshua the Lawgiver, for free for a love gift of any amount to the ministry. Hebraic Heritage Ministries also offers a monthly discipleship program. If you are interested in starting a fellowship group in your area, let us know. We would like to help you. Please contact us for more details. Our website is hebroots.org. That's H-E-B-R-O-O-T-S dot O-R-G. We would like to hear from you. Please send us an email. Finally, in order to take advantage of today's free offer, please mention this product offer and... Please mail your love gift to Hebraic Heritage Ministries, P.O. Box 81, Strasburg, that's S-T-R-A-S-B-U-R-G, Ohio, 44680. Until next time, may Yeshua richly bless you.